0: and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 10th of August and this week I've got the Oxford Wine Festival. Michael has a lovely cinema roundup but first Mike has lots of obscure sports you can do in Oxford.
1: Well we're quite interested in the Olympics at the moment. Olympics are the time where you watch sports on the telly that you've never seen before, perhaps even never heard of before and get really really into them. Like Curling was at the Winter Olympics that everyone got incredibly Mm -hmm. obsessed with. Uh, I usually get into the judo, curiously. I'd never want to do it, but it's it's quite compelling. The games are quite short, too, before they get broken up, which is good. Diving I get quite into as well, to the point last time where I could pretty much judge the same way as the judges were going. It does over-rotations. That's where you lose the points. (laughs) But when you see the Olympics, it's also quite encouraging to get involved in sports and you think, I could do this, I could be there in four years time. You've probably already decided if you're going to get into mainstream sports or not. You're at this point in your life when it's just, it's just gone. But there are some obscure, perhaps ones you haven't thought of and don't know how to get involved in that you might want to do now. So first off, archery. Archery is actually really, really popular. Um, it's a very fast growing sport too at the moment and there are loads of archery clubs around in Oxford the main was in North Hinksey they have quite a big range there and they, um, they're a club that's fairly strong in all the different areas basically uh, four different main bow styles yeah. so there's bear bow which is a quite a traditional bow with no fancy gadgets on them but they still have more modern limbs and bits on them long bow which is really traditional you know piece of wood shoot from that Recurve, which is uh, one of the Olympic classes. They're the ones that look really, really complicated, but they're, they're again, really simple bows. The, uh, you have a handle and limbs that attach to it, and then you've got one string that goes between, and then all the bits hanging off them, they're basically sights and weights, and this are to do with balance and moving the centre of gravity around to make it really, really stable. And then compound shooting as well, and they're really, really complex bows, and they have like two or three strings, and then loads of gears, and they 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 have just have more weight on them and they're more accurate because you they have various things. But that's a good one to try. So North thinks is where to go for that. Then foot golf. What? Foot golf. That foot, sounds
0: painful. Foot golf
1: just golf with a football basically. Um, oh, oh, okay, oh okay, better. <laughs> yeah, better than kicking a golf tiny pool. ball. Oh yeah. right, no no, too much <laughs> tripping up. Oh. Uh, at Hinksy Heights Golf Club, there is a dedicated 18-hole course. <laughs> wow! And all the same rules as golf just do it with your foot instead so if you fancy shaping up Boom your five-a-side skills that's where to go
0: so your foot is the club yeah essentially and you're just kicking a ball into a hole
1: yeah but Not it's... like
0: a goal just like a hole in the ground
1: yeah yeah okay yeah well it's complicated and you bounce it off things things like that <laughs> speaking of bouncing things off other things <laughs> real tennis is quite big in Oxford and we have some of the only courts in the country so here really is the place to get into it. Um, The real tennis courts are on Merton Street um, and they're part of the University Tennis Club but I have a feeling the public can get involved anyway. Uh, Real tennis, basically like tennis uh, but it's indoors on a sort of squash court type thing and the, the court is really asymmetrical and mad and has loads of openings called galleries and slopes and things that knock the ball in random directions. Wow. And the rules are intensely complicated. I was looking them up earlier and just did not understand anything. (laughs) But that's something you could get involved in. Um, Capoeira. Mm. Capoeira is Brazilian fight dancing. uh, And it's a really, really fun and interesting thing. Um, Very cool. And there is a club in Oxford um, that's actually Angolan Capoeira called uh, Angoleros do Mar. Oxford. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. And they have classes and practice sessions all days on the week, all round Oxford. Sailing as well. Hmm. Really good to get involved in. I, mean, I don't know why I'd want you to. But <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, there are two main clubs in Oxford. Uh, there's the Oxford Sailing Club at Farmall Reservoir, which is just out of town. Um, it's a good bus service, though, if you don't have a car. Uh, they are, are a training centre so you can actually get involved in sailing and have lessons and things and they have some high boats so you don't have to own your own boat uh, and if you already sail they have most of the major classes they have a big laser fleet um, and are very good if you're into more traditional kind of sailing the Medley Sailing Club which is the one on the Thames on Port Meadow they uh, have more traditional classes so they have British moths I've seen a couple of enterprises there um, they are uh, they don't offer lessons and things you do have to have a boat to go there but they're fun and odd club. Sailing on rivers is quite difficult, I think, quite narrow and the wind has to be going in the right direction. But yeah, there's loads of sport going on in Oxford and lots of very odd niche stuff. So if you haven't heard your sport on today's podcast, then set up a club. It'd be really exciting.
0: Mm. And make sure to list your club on our website.
1: Yes, please.
2: Let us know about it.
0: On to theatre now. Uh, Peter Pan in Scarlet is coming to the Oxford Playhouse from this Saturday until Sunday the 4th of September. So this is the official sequel to J.M. Barry's Peter Pan, but was written by a local writer, Geraldine mm-hmm. McCorkrum, in 2006 and has been adapted and directed by uh, Teresa Heskins. The setting of the story is a few years after Peter Pan, so it's 1929, and Wendy and the Lost Boys have all grown up when strange dreams begin to seep out of Netherland. Um, so, you know, the usual things, pirates, mermaids, war paint and crocodiles. So, obviously, these dreams mean that something is wrong in Netherland, and their friend Peter Pan needs their help. So, of course, they mobilise uh, by putting on children's clothing and heading off to Netherland.
1: Uh, mobilise? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like the troops well, Something's wrong. you, in you
0: the f- mentioned the troops It was actually the bombs in Wild War which punched holes through Netherland which means that all these dreams are seeping through to reality No way Yeah, I know, right?
1: They were bombing
0: Netherland Well, no, because all the they weren't bombing Netherland It was just consequence
1: Follow the In what way here? is Netherland
2: yeah. attached to reality again? I forget I Second star to the left Oh
0: Expert here <laughs> Have you been to Netherland, Mike?
1: I'm a lost boy Ah, that makes sense.
0: It does actually make sense. The shorts, the sailing, it all makes sense. (laughs) Anyway. I
1: will never grow old.
0: (laughs) So, this production features lots of circus skills and acrobatics. Um, If you want a sneak peek, have a look at the Oxford Playhouse's Twitter feed um, and enjoy the images. They're very, very cool. You'll also be able to see the new auditorium following the final stages of the theatre's refurbishment. So they've now got lots of very colourful seating, which looks very nice, actually. (laughs) And I think they've extended the stage a bit. I've got a question for you both. Okay. Would you prefer to be forever young or to fly?
1: To fly! Obviously to fly!
0: (laughs) Come on, Mm. think about this. Think about this, Mike.
1: It It's pretty hard. Even as an old person, you can fly.
0: (laughs) It might get a bit more difficult.
1: It might do. How much energy would it? Would you? Would you even flapping your arms?
0: No, <laughs> I think you have to maybe like put your arms straight in the air though.
1: You only need happy thoughts.
0: Ha- See, this is where it could go wrong.
1: Yeah. What? a sad old man. Yeah, sad old man. can't fly. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you could fly, you'd probably stay happy.
2: Not probably. I'd at least be unless, fun. Unless and you
1: used your flying powers to drop bombs on Neverland.
2: It should be a terrible idea.
1: We've become very sad then.
2: No, it sounds like a great form of transport. Does the forever young thing, does it mean you can you freeze your age now or you can be you can like rewind a little bit Five and be nineteen be twelve be?
0: Um I'll give you the license to wind back a little bit.
2: Thank you. I have to wind back quite a lot.
1: <laughs> you job. <go. laughs> you wouldn't be nineteen, surely. I'm
2: deceptively ancient. No, I don't remember what happened when I was nineteen, was it? too much beard when you're Oh, writing. I have a healthy beard. Oh. Um <laughs> mm. I would th- like to be a student forever. I think that's my Okay, That's yeah. my interpretation of the young forever.
0: The student lifestyle. Mm.
2: Yes. Student age forever. Flying not necessary because you yeah. You're
1: flying the on sense. the wings of rigorous academia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, if you believe in fairies and you want to experience the magic of Peter Pan on stage, make sure to head to the Oxford Playhouse um, for this Saturday until the 4th of September. Tickets start at £11.50 to £24 and there are deals for family tickets as well.
2: Now, if you've been through St. Clement's recently, you may notice shining beacon-like from amongst the other the other uh, eight-reasoned shops and Mike's house uh, is... Joe Perks which has recently become bright yellow <laughs> <laughs> um, suspiciously so was Annie Sloan Do you think Joe and Annie have a thing going
1: I have heard that
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the bar slash restaurant slash coffee place um, has a new head chef new kitchen uh, to go with its new exterior and management and the hashtag Joe Perks grows up gives you an idea. The menu <laughs> <laughs> the menu is expanding greatly It's my mission to make you salivate at this new menu of small plates oh, So they've been posting photos of this and I have actually been, been salivating already at their Twitter feed. Um, they're black treacle cured salmon, cucumber, dill and yuzu. It looks fit um, and if you, if you do need, need me to uh, specify what any of these ingredients are so don't worry, I had no idea either. Then <laughs> just butt in. Uh, beef onlet and barbecue sauce and daikon. I think it's pronounced like that. It's like a white radish. Oh. oh so okay. It's that. It's that like nice white winter radish, um, contrasting the intense awful flavour very nicely. Um, <laughs> rata. Rata. Potatoes. Potatoes from Denmark nutty, Danish nutty spud uh, (laughs) written here Uh, uh, with persiad and uh, kalamati olives. If you know what chai grapes are, then good luck to you. If you don't, go and eat them at Joeper. And oh, the dessert pictures. Mm -hmm. Cheesecake, mousse, strawberries, pecan, crumble. Yes. Um, um, By the way, all those were one thing. What? All those were on one plate. Cheesecake, mousse, strawberries and pecan, crumble. Um, I haven't even mentioned this Steak and buffalo mozzarella and fish tacos. Um, they've got a great weekend brunch menu as well. With reliable pancakes, maple syrup, smashed avocado and chilli if, if you're like slightly healthier. You know, Bloody Mary, if you fancy it. Um, yeah, so food served uh, in the evenings, Monday to Friday and from 11 on Saturday to Sunday.
0: Now here at Daily Info, we're delighted that the Oxford Wine Festival is coming to the Oxford Union yet again bringing hundreds of rare, award-winning wines for one weekend only. So, the festival is coming from the 9th to the 10th of September, where there'll be lots of uh, music, tastings, tutorials and food, and obviously, wine. Susie asked Laura, who is the Master Sommelier for the Goosebourne Estate in Kent, about her experience of attending wine festivals.
3: You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's great to... um... To be able to show people the wines, you know, to be able to 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 get the wines into their glasses, to chat to them about it, to to help them understand a little bit about our story, um, about English wines in in general as well, and about uh, about the quality that's that's available within our own country. I think that's really exciting, and you know, it's also brilliant to be involved in in a festival where there's such a great kind of cross section of wines available as well, and and to be to be a part of that. And is there anything in particular at the festival that you're looking forward to seeing? To be honest, tasting. I'm looking forward to, to tasting <laughs> uh, to, to tasting some wines that I haven't tasted before. I think that's one of the great things about festivals and, and wine generally, you know, it, it never stops. Um, it, the world never stops moving in terms of, of wine. There's always either a new vintage or a new producer or a new blend being developed by a producer, for example. You know, there's always something else New and exciting to taste. You can
0: listen to the full interview on the on our Oxcast Extra to find out about what it takes to become a master sommelier, what Laura likes to drink on an everyday basis, <laughs> and... <laughs> Just <laughs> vodka.
1: <laughs>
0: and what Laura thinks about the future of English wines. Now, the lovely organisers of the Oxford Wine Festival have given us two pairs of session tickets to the wine festival, which you can win. All you have to do to enter is suggest the best place in Oxfordshire to enjoy a glass or two of your favourite wine. It could be a well-known venue, a picturesque park, or even a cheeky Shiraz on top of the Sheldonian. Wherever you think it would be an idyllic spot for a tipple, please share it with us. The competition closes on Monday the 22nd of August, so make sure to enter on our website.
1: If you fancy less classy drinking, uh, we have collated some novelty pub crawls for you. Uh, there are around 300 million pubs in Oxford. so ballpark. It's a ballpark figure there. And uh, But we've tried to, you know, guide you between them so you can have a lovely sojourn on a summer's eve. Um, there are some normal ones that you might expect, like the animal pub crawl, which it just goes on and on. There's the angel of greyhound, black swan, the bear, eagle and child, lamb and flag, old black horse, all of the red lions, the white rabbit, swan and castle, three goat's heads, both white hearts, both white horses. <laughs> just a million. That's a really big night out and also requires quite a lot of walking. Mm. Um, also body parts. That's quite a standard one again, isn't it? Um minded. not it was, but yeah. mainly arms. Butcher's Arms, City Arms, Cricketer's Arms, Donington Arms, Maudlin Arms, Both Gardener's Arms, Harcourt Arms, King's Arms, (laughs) Mason's Arms, Shelley Arms, Victoria Arms, and also Head of the River. There
0: we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the more novelty ones that we thought of, there's the Alice pub crawl. So there's the Rose and Crown on North Braid because of the Rose Garden and Queen of Hearts. Eagle Child, because that's uh popular Inklings pub. Uh, White Rabbit and Mad Hatter. Uh, there is a fishy pub crawl. <laughs> uh, so the fishes, the perch and the trout. Uh, a literary one, Jude the Obscure, The Library, Old Bookbinders, Rickety Press and The Wig and Pen. Um, Nautical, which is one of my favourite ones. Head of the River, Cape of Good Hope, Lamb and Flag and Port Mahan. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I think that's a very sweet one. And the night sky as well. So, the bear, half moon, the plough and the star, oh. constellations and celestial objects. That's Very a dillet. That one's too a like, You could, like, yeah. propose at the end of it to someone. <laughs> that does sound lovely. <laughs> so, proposals all lads' night out. Something for everyone there.
2: And finally, our cinema roundup up for the week, which today might sound a little bit like an animal parade. <laughs> <laughs> or kind of creature based you'll see from friday at the odeon and the view pete's dragon is appearing which is one of disney's summer blockbusters based on the original disney cartoon where a feral boy is found by a folksy family um mickey rooney in the old one by uh, by robert redford in the new one um and the live action 2 charm of the original turns to Live action and CGI. But but on the plus side, the child is far less annoying huh. than, in, than in the original, where he was just blonde and pointed and said, gee, a lot. <laughs> um, and now he's. That
1: can't. does come up a lot in the wild, though, feral children. Yeah. I often wander around forests going,
2: gee! <laughs> gee whiz! <laughs> when you've been in the wild for six years on your own, you start using wholesome American yeah. slang.
1: It's part of a summer of wilderness based films, really, isn't it? because you've got this coming out you've got captain fantastic coming fairly soon <laughs> uh new Viggo mortensen film about a family that live in the wild and then encounters tragedy there's also taika waititi's new film hunt for the of people he is a he's a new zealand director who did uh, what we do in the shadows oh. and a few episodes of flight of the concords oh amazing <laughs> what a cv and also eagle versus shark a lovely little romantic comedy
2: and very much and like yeah it's half a flight of the concords is, is in it. yes yeah mm. it's lots of fun
1: but it makes me wonder if uh there is some kind of move towards look get outside pokemon guys hit us now <laughs> you must adapt <laughs> head okay. for the woods get outside befriend a dragon
2: <laughs> as uh probably happened in beach dragon um yeah some odd little echoes of room as well there. Next up, both the UPP and the Phoenix this week um, is Embrace of the Serpent, which has it's already been out, uh, but another chance to see. Katie, have you heard the one about the two scientists and the shaman searching for a sacred healing plant? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, this is it. <laughs> but it's in uh, esteemed and flabby-handed critic Mark Kermode's uh, top films of the first half of 2016. Wow. It's top. Um, at the moment, um, majestically monochrome and calling to mind Apocalypse Now and even Fitzgeraldo for the like, jungle trek. That's on Tuesday the 16th and Thursday the 18th at the UPP and Thursday the 18th at the Phoenix. And from Dragon to Serpent to Daxon, bearing no relation to uh, recent film Wiener about the politician, uh, the wonderfully named politician. um Wiener Dog, to- Todd Solante's latest, is uh, opening at the Phoenix this Friday the 12th. Uh, with a warning that new animals were harmed in the making of. But it might make you slightly uncomfortable because... Uh, charming Daxon has four not-so-careful owners. Not-so-careful. Um, from a boy that adores him and winces as parents have him spayed. Um, the dog spayed, not the boy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh... You understand. Do Danny DeVito as a crabby screenwriter, and one of my new favorite people, Greta Gervig, um, reprising Don Weiner, a uh, character you might know if you're familiar with uh, Salons's work uh, from his Sundance Grand Jury Prize winner, "Welcome to the Dollhouse." Um, she's back, grown up, and takes care of the dog who kind of shares her name. <laughs> Uh, So it's gorgeously shot by Ed Lachman. He did *Carol* and all that beautiful. Um, But please don't expect this to be *Lassie* (laughs) in any way. Uh, (laughs) There's a nice.
1: Daxons aren't particularly heroic. They're
2: not. Um, It it does go on a quest in the (laughs) the middle. It's like an intermission where it goes on a little adventure on its own. Um, Uh, Perhaps getting
1: a drink during that point might be okay. (laughs)
2: Uh, if you want to, but you'll you'll definitely miss it. Um, but yeah, the director is kind of renowned for looking at the worst aspects of human character, and it's still kind of doing that in the in the in the four short stories here. But he's doing so with more humour and lightness than usual. I'd love to go see it, and I will um, from this Friday at the Phoenix. And
1: you can find full cinema listings on our website. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. Uh, Vine. Fine.
0: And make sure to subscribe to the Oxcast so you can get it to your listening device every week.